That's right, boom. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Welcome to One Before I Die, a Buffalo sports podcast hosted by yours truly, Sam Abley, alongside my brother, Ethan. Uh, We're basically going to be talking everything Buffalo Bills and Sabres, dropping episodes every Monday. Um, We're probably going to be recording on Sundays, so during the Bills season, we'll be able to recap those games, uh, give our takes on that, watch the games. Uh, I don't think we're playing too many times on primetime, so we'll be watching the Sundays at 1.00. Uh, recapping those games on Sundays, dropping our episodes on Mondays. Um, and then basically uh, throughout the hockey season, when that starts up, we'll be still recording on Sundays, dropping Mondays. So we can uh, kind of preview the Sabres uh, season as it's going on and then recap the week um, when the Sabres, when they, when they get up going. But uh, that, that's pretty much what we are. Uh, Buffalo sports podcast, just two guys from Western New York, um, passionate Buffalo Sabres and Bills fans. Uh, Ethan, you got anything to add to that? No, good intro, good intro. Uh, like you said, drop in episodes uh, every Monday so that uh, you can get instant reactions going into work after the Bills games. And when hockey season rolls around, we can recap the week in Sabres hockey. Um, yeah, uh, so I guess we can get into it. You know, the big big topic this week, um, well, last weekend me and you went to our cousin's wedding in Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of did a nice little tour of the city, um, went on a nice little riverboat cruise and, and spent time with the family. Um, and when we were downtown, we came up, uh, before we get into the game, uh, yeah, our dad, obviously, obviously preseason week one was this past Thursday. So we'll be talking about that, but yeah, before we, before we get into that, go ahead. Yeah. Our dad, you know, brought up, you know, why this would be a great area to move the, the Bill stadium downtown. And I know that that's like a hot topic too, within the Buffalo community about how Ralph Wilson, or I guess new era field now is kind of, you know, an older stadium in the NFL, even though they did just do some upgrades a couple years ago, but um, you know, everybody's talking about how they're due for a, a brand new stadium. If you look at like what the Cowboys did, obviously on a smaller scale than that, but still something new. Um, and they're wondering, Hey, should we move this thing downtown, you know, revamp the city? Um, and, and we got talking about that, but we wanted to bring some to the podcast. I thought it'd be an interesting discussion to have on here, as I know a lot of people probably have differing opinions, and I know me and you are on the opposite sides of that, and I know that you really want to keep it in Orchard Park. Um, well, so, yeah, so you're, you're right. We got, to, we got to discussing that when we were on Buffalo last week, and my initial reaction to it was, 
no, I don't want to move it downtown. Um, I've, I've kind of come around on that a little bit and I, I can see it working downtown. I think it would be awesome. The points that you and dad made about it, but uh, I'll play kind of devil's advocate a little bit about it. And my first thought was I don't want to move it downtown. And here's why. Um, I mean, Orchard Park, it's kind of more of a tradition thing than anything. Um, it's kind of different than all the other NFL teams around the, pro, uh, around the league. Like you just said, Dallas, what they did with their stadium. Uh, I mean, a lot of teams have their, their stadiums downtown right together, which is awesome for the city, which is, which is pretty sick. But it's different in Buffalo. I mean, it's different in Orchard Park. Uh, it brings that different element to it. It's just that stadium in the middle of nowhere. When you think of Orchard Park, Buffalo, you think about the Bills. You think about their Bills stadium. Nothing else around it. Not really any bars, not really any restaurants. So everyone just goes there, the parking lot surrounding it. Tailgates gets absolutely fired up. I mean, that's where Bill's Mafia has became. That's where it kind of formed. I mean, Pinto Ron absolutely getting blasted by Ketchman Mustard. People flying through tables. There's nothing really ever anything else like it in sports. It's just an absolute mess, and it gets everyone fired up, no matter how good, no matter how bad the team is. And that kind of was my initial reaction to it. Um, you guys brought up great points about moving it downtown, but, I mean, Orchard Park, it's, it's kind of like the staple of Buffalo Bills tailgate. Yeah, I mean, when you think, or like you said, when you think Orchard Park, you think of Ralph Wilson Stadium, you think Buffalo Bills football. But I think that you can, you can still have all of what you just mentioned downtown. There's plenty of real estate on that river side to be able to accommodate the parking, to be able to accommodate all the tail, tailgating. Um, it's not like it's like a packed – it's not like you're putting this thing in Manhattan. You know, Buffalo – the downtown Buffalo has a fair amount of real estate that's so unused. It's a ton right of room. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you could still be able to have that tailgate vibe that you have in Orchard Park while then bringing this downtown and having, you know, revitalizing the city a little bit more, getting more energy down there, putting it right next to, you know, the Key Bank Center where the Sabres play, kind of having, you know, a, a whole Pagula kind of facility down there. Um, and I know that the, the Bakulas just put a bunch of money in that uh, practice facility that they put uh, next to the, the stadium right now. But you in could keep that. Center. You know, you could keep you could keep that. Uh, no, I'm talking about the Bills practice facility. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could keep that out in Orchard Park, and they could uh, you you could still practice out there. But I just think that you know putting a stadium down there would, would be absolutely electric for the city, and it would get it would get the the, the city buzzing again, and. Um, I, I would love it. I think it'd be great. Um, and I think that you wouldn't, with, with the amount of space that they have down there, I think you wouldn't lose out on all the great things that uh, going to a Bills game offers right now. Yeah, no, and that and that's kind of why I was, what you guys kind of talked me into that, um, the downtown area. But I don't know, still, it's just something about it. It's it's different is my main uh, thing, I think. is It's different than a lot of sports, a lot of different teams in the NFL. It just seems like it's the Bills feeling um, I feel like a lot of people would kind of be a little thrown off, a little bit upset by it. I mean, I think people would come around to it in the end because of all the points you just made. But um, I don't, I don't know if it would take away from you know that kind of just original Bills Mafia presence that just raw, like just getting after it. Because um, uh, I think, like I said before, just the no kind of bars around that area. It's literally just all parking lot, and when you move it downtown, it'll obviously kind of pick up with more bars and areas to go before the game um which which is also a plus i'm not saying it's a I, I think it would create more business opportunity too for De- definitely that. definitely um so yeah i mean uh, like i said i kind of came back on it but nothing built beats a nice bill's tailgate um it's awesome yeah absolutely 
Um, so yeah, there's that, but just kind of wanted to get that in there, see what people's thoughts are on that. Uh, but we can kind of move right into the preseason uh, first game against the Colts. Um, so they played Thursday night, obviously. Uh, Bills ended up winning the game, but I think me and you, we kind of talked a little bit during the game, a little bit after. We kind of had the same take on it. Um, I wasn't really. I mean, it's what kind of what I expected going into it. it. The the offense didn't really impress me much. The defense looked good, but they were also going up against Jacoby Brissett. Andrew Luck obviously wasn't playing. The Colts' offense isn't like known to be electric or really that good in general. And so the defense they played well. Ed Oliver, it was his first time as a Bill. Um, I would disagree, but the, but the offense. I mean, it, it was kind of where exactly where they left off last year, right? I mean, they didn't look any different. Josh Allen looked the exact same to me. Yeah, I mean, I would disagree with you saying that the Colts' offense isn't that good. I think the Colts are going to be a good team this year. Um, but like you said, they didn't have Andrew Luck, and that's like a major factor, right? So take well, what the Bills' defense. The, okay, even with the, with the Colts with Andrew Luck, who who else do they really have? I think they made they got a couple of new wideouts, but it's not like they're a premier offense in the NFL. Their no, offensive line is pretty good. Yeah, I would, I, would, I would say that they're the favorite to win that division this year. Um, but uh, – yeah, like you said, no Andrew Luck. So take what the defense did with a grain of salt. Um, even though they did look pretty good, I thought Ed Oliver had a decent showing. Um, you know, he had he took on some double teams. Yeah, he was getting double teamed uh, like every play. It seemed like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought you know the Colts didn't really. It seemed like they were they were running the ball a lot. Um, I don't know. They weren't they weren't really throwing the full bag of tricks at you know, like you get in preseason. But so the defense, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see. I mean, I'm, I'm expecting them to be good, like you said. Yeah, um, and uh, Micah Hyde didn't play. Uh, I don't think right. Porter played, or he might have played. I like think a he only bit. played maybe a series. Yeah, so there's some key missing parts of that defense that kind of make it turn. Um, but, but, yeah, and then the offense, like you said, I mean, it's just – it didn't, like – I was looking for Josh Allen's consistency to be a little bit more. Exactly. T- take another step. And I know, okay, it's the first preseason game, so you can't, can't get on him too much. But it just looked like the same exact offense. And I was like oh, – I was ready to – I was ready to flip. I was watching it at the Bills Bar in Chicago, and kind of the whole, the whole bar was kind of, you know, just – nobody was really hyped hyped about it uh he just made that one that one throw that really stood out to me was that like third and four or five yeah, and it was like feet. it was a curl route and he threw it like i think it was zay jones and he threw it like at his feet yeah and that, that was just that's just the throws that differentiate like a tom brady from any other quarterback right it's those those little throws that just seem like they need that, that, that you need them. You need them. It's not a, it's not a 60 yard bomb, but it's a, it's a third and five curl route to keep the drive alive. That's a drive killing play right there. And those are the throws that you need to make. If we're going to have a team that's going to take the next step this year, Josh Allen needs those plays. Um, and another thing, Zay Jones still can't catch the freaking football. If he's going to be the number one wide out on this team, you need to come up with that throw across the middle. I know that that's, uh, the safety was bearing down on him, but come on, dude. Like you, that hits you right in between the hands. you got to have that football. Yeah, that, that, I was going to bring that up. So basically, you made a good point with the Allen throwing to the receiver's feet. If it's not Allen, then it's the receivers, right? I mean, Allen's making a good throw on that one to Zay Jones down the middle. 
and he puts it right on the letters. Zay Jones afraid to get hit, and when you're afraid to get hit, that's when you're not going to catch the football, and that's when you're going to get hurt, and that's exactly what happened, and he was kind of out for a couple plays or a few drives, and I think that ended his night. I think he's going to be okay, but, I mean, when it's not Allen, when, when Allen's kind of putting it right on the money, the receivers aren't coming up big, just like last year, and when Allen has that third and short or whatever it is, he's not consistent all the time. Um, and another point I want to make is you could tell that the Bills – uh, when Allen and the first team was in there, I think they played two series. You could tell that they wanted to see what Allen kind of has, has been. Yeah, they barely ran the ball. Because they barely ran the ball. They came up firing. They wanted to see what we had with Beasley, with these new additions. Um, all I've been hearing, dude, all I've been hearing on Twitter over the past few weeks at training camp is how electric the long ball to John Brown has been from Allen. And I think we threw it downfield a couple of times. Allen wasn't even close. John Brown, I didn't even feel like, was out there half the time. I yeah. mean – it seems like all these reporters are saying how, how much improved the offense looks. It didn't look improved to me. It looked the same. Yeah, Allen has a pocket arm. He can yeah. make completions at points, but it's those little plays like you're talking about that don't really – that matter that are not coming through. The one thing I did, I will say, is I thought the pass protection was pretty solid. So I know that I've been kind of like skeptical about the offensive line going into this year. Um, on the first couple series – I think and, the, and uh, Mitch Morse wasn't even in. He's like yeah, very so banged up, and he's line, like our number one center. Was, yep, the line was, I believe, uh, Dawkins left tackle for the starters. Dawkins, Dawkins left tackle. Um, Spain was the left guard. Bodine played center for his Morse's and still in concussion protocol. Uh, the right guard was Ford. Yep. The second round pick this year, who was we drafted him as a tackle, but he's been getting a lot and of reps. He, and he moved ar- and he moved around throughout the preseason game, uh, kind of trying to find the right five guys. He moved to the different positions, but he started. Like right said that he's going to find the five best linemen and play them regardless. Right. So, yeah. um, I kind of like that move. And then, then we had Neshki at right tackle, who we picked up from yeah. the Redskins in free agency. So they, I thought they looked pretty good. And if you add more to that core uh, hopefully he's you know he's ready by week one and maybe we got something there but it still yeah. doesn't matter if you can't if you can't make the throws um but hopefully you know the run game will benefit from having an improved line i will say uh i know shady didn't sh- suit up um yeah frank gore had a couple carries. he didn't play at all yeah frank frank gore had a couple carries uh, i think I know I didn't really love the signing when we made him when we got him in the off season, but I mean he's a good change of pace back, good vet. I think yeah, that he's old. yeah, I mean he won't be he won't be the workhorse for us, but he'll be he'll come in and give you a different style of running and you know punish punish some uh, DBs that kind of come up and try to fill the hole. Uh, I will say our third round draft pick Devin Singletary, uh, he he looked pretty good even though he's playing he's playing mostly with the twos. Dude, see, I didn't think he looked that good. Really? I mean, he he kind of, I guess, got a feel for it as he got more carries and touches. I guess he kind of looked a little bit better. But I was watching the game, and maybe I, I was kind of – I was talking to my roommate when we were watching it, and he's a Bills fan also. And maybe I told him this. Maybe I was going into it with kind of a like a cloud around my mind about him. I didn't want to like him or something because I hated the draft pick. Yeah. And so maybe I just wanted him to suck, and that's why I didn't think he looked that good. But his first couple of touches, first couple of drives, he his feet looked like cement in the backfield. I mean, it didn't really look like he got going. I don't know. To me, he didn't look that good. I guess you're, you you saw different. Yeah, I thought he looked all right. I mean, he had that. He had a couple nice carries. Um, 
the thing with him is I don't think he blows you away with speed or, uh, I don't know, elusiveness. He's kind of the guy that he's like a little like water bug, kind of tough to tackle, plays low to the ground. Um, I don't know. I think, I think he might be all right. But again, I think TJ Allen's going to get cut. I yeah, mean, so I was just going to talk about that. I mean, he obviously had that fumble. And so we talked about this a while ago, but they're going to have to cut a, a running back or two because they have so many on the roster. And I feel like that fumble by Yeldon News is kind of like the easy decision. All right, this guy's gone. Oh, yeah. And even after, like, he just didn't really impress me at all. No. I don't know. I was, I was looking for something more out of him. If yeah, he, I mean, he had two, all the like, two carries for eight yards. He had that fumble. Um, Singletary had nine carries for 27 yards. Uh, I think he caught the ball a couple times. He had three receptions for 21 yards. So at least uh, I guess you can look at that. He's kind of a dual threat. He can catch the ball, it looks like, a little bit. But, um, and then, and then the, the rugby guy, Christian, Christian Wade. Oh, like, yeah, he took off for that 65-yarder yard there. That was, yeah. That was nice. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't but know. We have so many guys. <laughs> Yeah, just every every we have so many running backs, and and, and like we've been talking about, some something's going to have to give here. So I, re, I I would have a hard time. I know it's one preseason game, gotta you know can't get, can't get too rash, but I would I would have a hard time seeing T.J. Yeldon make the team. Yeah, and then also another thing was Sonoris Perry was getting some carries. He's mainly been a special teams guy for the Bills, but he was kind of in the backfield as well. So they're mixing a lot of guys in there. Um, I will say how I kind of started off by saying, I thought the defense looked pretty good, uh, which I, which I do think they did. I kind of also thought though, when you were, when you were talking about the bills O-line, how they look good protecting the quarterback, made me think of the bills didn't really get any pressure on Brissett either. And that's kind of one thing that we've been talking about how the bills need another edge guy. Obviously Jerry Hughes didn't play, but we need, we need some pass rush out of our defense this year. Um, he was Trent Murphy stinks. I think he didn't look very good. It didn't seem like we were getting a lot of a lot of pressure on on the queue. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what the pass rush looks like this year. Like you said, Jerry, Jerry Hughes is old. Trent Murphy's a non-factor. Shaq Lawson, I think he maybe had a nice little play on a run stop, but other than that, you know, Shaq Shaq Lawson's gonna need a big year to come back. He's on a contract year. We didn't pick up his option, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I would love. I know there's been rumors about that about Clowney being on the move. If we could, yeah, if we could make you know like a Sammy Watkins trade, like we did a few years ago when when we traded we traded Sammy after our first preseason game. After he looked like everybody was talking up like him and Tyrod having a connection going into the season, and then and then we dealt him like out of nowhere uh, to the Rams. So if if we make a you know a crazy August trade again for Jadavian Clowney, that would be sweet to bolster that pass rush. I mean, he's exactly what we would need on, on that on the D-line there. Yeah, and I think he's kind of – I think Clowney's best football is kind of ahead of him. He's kind of fine his way in the NFL over the past few years. Um, yeah, he battled some injuries, but he exactly. had – the last couple of years he's been, um, you know, padding the stat sheet pretty nicely. So are those, are those trade talks still kind of swirling about Clowney? Because I know that was a while ago is when they were kind of going. You know what I mean? I, I haven't heard yeah, anything I haven't, outside Yeah, I think they've kind of calmed down. But I don't know. Beans made trades before that have kind of came out of nowhere. So yeah, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, no. I, I mean, that would that'd be a nice fit, I think. Um, so, so then – Anything else on this game? 
I don't think so. I mean, like I said, it was just kind of a – didn't really get me hyped up at all. And we'll see what happens next week. So I'm looking at their upcoming games here. Next, We play next Friday, August 16th in Carolina. Uh, and then we got the Lions and the third at Detroit for a third preseason game and then wrap up preseason home against the Vikings, even though that fourth preseason game is pretty much a, the starters don't play at all. Um, yeah, the third, the third week in preseason is usually the most important one, I think. Yeah, I think that, that's usually when that. the players get – or the starters get the most burn. But, yeah, so I guess we'll see, we'll see what happens Friday if they look any different. I would love to see Josh Allen put, put out a drive together to just give me some hope going into the year, something that I can hang my hat on and say, wow, okay, maybe he's turning the corner because he didn't show me anything uh, this past week. That got me excited. Yeah, and then also, actually, I just thought of a couple more things. Going back to um, that Zay Jones miscatch. So that would have been – we would have been down at, like, the one-yard line, or he could have even maybe got in for a touch on that. We ended up taking a sack, I think, a couple plays later for, like, a 10-yard loss. And then I think that might have been when Hauschka missed the yep. field goal, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so it's just little – it's literally little things like that. Like, dude, catch the ball. And then the, I feel like, dude, that has been the Bills – for so long is even if we do slip up or can't make a play, we can never bounce back. <laughs> like a 10 yard sack. That was terrible. And then Hauschka misses the field goal. So, I mean, hopefully he got that out of his system. I, I've liked Hauschka. I don't think we really have a problem at kicker, but it's just that little thing that goes from seven, probably points to no points, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've seen that sequence so many times watching the bills over my lifespan. So, yeah. And then, um, so we were talking about that J.D. Van Clowney trade. Speaking of trades, the Sabres haven't made one. They haven't made a trade yet. And we kind so of are we got, switch, switching gears going to the Sabres? I think we're going to switch gears. I mean, I don't really have anything else on the Bills. We kind of capped that off with what we thought of the game and then looking into next week, right? You, you got anything else? I mean, I just wanted to uh, – I know uh, I guess we could talk about our expectations then. For the season okay go ahead <laughs> so expectations wise i think i texted you and dad like after the second drive six and ten <laughs> that's my expectations right now or yeah. yeah what if you said like gun to gun to my head what what are the bills going to finish this year six and ten and i know that's probably going to get a lot of fans riled up but yeah, they they don't have. I know the schedule's easier than last year, probably, but they don't have a lot of easy games. And I know they start off kind of easy, but if you lose against the Jets, and then you, you got to beat the Giants. You're talking about out of the gate against the Jets, obviously. Yeah, then. the Jet. The, like we have big games that you need to win starting the season, right? That Jets game is going to be huge. That's a, that's a game where you circle on your, on, your, on your calendar and say, this is a game where if you win or lose this, this could be you getting a wild card spot or you missing the playoffs. That game, the Bengals game in week three, even though the, the Giants is a must win. Like if you, if you start the season 0-2 and then you, and then you have, uh, you're going in the home opener against the Bengals, and you and you lose that one, then you're then you're playing the Patriots week four, and you start zero and four. Then you could might as well kiss playoffs goodbye. 
Yeah, I don't think playoffs is on my radar at all. Um, I'm with you. I think six and ten, seven and nine. Um, yeah, and, and like you said, I want to be excited, man. I mean, could I look up, you know, hype videos? Could I go on Twitter, you know, kind of try to buy into the team? Uh, you know, seeing all these reports. Oh, Allen. Oh, John Brown. Long ball. Could I go on and try to hype myself up? Sure, I could. Am I going to go on and try to hype myself up? Probably not. Because we're probably not going to do well, and all that's going to do is set myself up for failure. I'm going to go into the season thinking six and ten, seven and nine, because I'm a realist, and I think we both know that that's what they're going to be. And I don't want to have to go in and and really just get disappointed like I do every year. Um, I'm only 23 years old, and I think I kind of caught on by that by now. Yeah, I mean, I think you're just an idiot if you're expecting playoffs at this point. There's a lot of people that are expecting playoffs too. I bet every year. Yeah, I just don't know how you can you can watch that first preseason game. I know it's a preseason game. I know it's only I, week one. I know it's only week one preseason. Something. But, like, I didn't – there's nothing – no signature play that I, has got me going, all right, ready for preseason week two. Let's go. Let's build on that. I, I just didn't see it. And I, I think you are, like, out of your mind if you think that you watch that game and you're thinking playoffs. Like yeah. I don't, I don't see, I don't see this roster, and 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 I, I re, I'm gonna, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I'll be the first one to admit, hand up, if they make the playoffs this year, they'll go ten and six. I'll say hand up, I was wrong, and I'll and I'll be happy about it. But I, I my expectations six and ten, lock it in, um, and I think that that probably covers enough Bills talk for this week. So, like you said, you're getting into it, um, talking trades. I know one more thing about the Bills. The Bills did make a trade. Um, for another O-lineman. Yeah, because Waddle, their, their uh, swing tackle, he went down with an injury in the preseason game, so they made a trade with the Eagles. Uh, do you have the details on that trade? Uh, I can pull it up. But, yeah, I think the guy was Ryan Bates we got from the Eagles. I texted my buddy, actually, who's an Eagles fan, about him just trying to get something out of him, and he had no idea who he was. <laughs> I was like, yo, so what's good with my guy Ryan Bates? And he's like, who's that? So I think <laughs> it was just some O-lineman. Some, he said they have a ton of O-linemen. Um, yeah. We traded away – go ahead. Yeah, we traded away Eli Harold, who was a defensive end, who, you know, I, he's got to be third or fourth string because – I've barely heard of this guy. That, yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I said. I was like, I don't know. Uh, when he said, yeah, I don't know who that guy is. Um, I, I was like, yeah, I mean, I think we gave you some defensive linemen that I haven't heard of either. Yeah. So Adrian Waddell, uh, he was a swing tackle for us. who was, you know, going to, going to be a depth tackle. Uh, he tore his, uh, quadricep. And so this trade, I, th- I think was definitely just, uh, okay. We need to get more offensive line depth now that we're down a guy. So, I mean, low-impact low trade. I mean, this guy's not going to be a starter for us, but uh, I thought we should just at least mention that, that we made the trade. Yeah, and then do you want to kind of transition that, I guess? Yeah, so speaking, speaking of trades, uh, Sabres, what is going on, dude? Like, you haven't done anything. We need to make a trade here. Yep, and that's – we talked about this a while ago. Um, we – we haven't made a trade for a top six forward. We have a thousand right-handed defensemen on our team. That's what I was expecting in the offseason after that first kind of wave of uh, signings and trades that the NHL free agency goes through when it first starts on July 1st. After that, I was expecting maybe a little bit of time off, but I was expecting a trade. Um, Sabres sending away a defenseman, hopefully for a top six forward. 
Ristolainen was kind of the guy that was on a lot of people's mind. No trade yet. Um, I know still, I think it's like 53 days away from the NHL season starts. So still obviously like very far away and something could, could happen, but um, it's not, I haven't heard like any talks or anything about anything swirling up yet. Yeah. I, I mean, it's that, that time in the NHL where it's, you know, not, not a lot going on. Um, I think the latest thing that happened was that Gusev trade that the devils capitalized on from Vegas. But, yeah. We, we were talking about this before. If you saw what they had to give up to get this guy and he's, they signed the contract he signed was two years at four and a half. Uh, yeah. Four and a half million a year. Yeah. Nine mil. <sighs> Come on, like yeah, that should so you, be us. So you wanted this guy. This is a guy from Vegas. For everyone out there who doesn't know this guy, I think his his name's Gusev, right? Nikita Gusev. Nikita yeah. Gusev. He came from. He's coming over from the KHL, or he came over from the KHL. Um, he hasn't played it. He yeah. hasn't played a, a snap. He, well, it's not football, but yeah, he hasn't Hurt. played. <laughs> he hasn't played a game yet in the NHL. He's been, yeah, he hasn't played a shift. Yeah, and but you really wanted this guy. He he was basically like. He, you can kind of relate him to, or a lot of people are relating him. Can you be like the next Panarin? Um, Cause he's coming over from the KHL and he was an absolutely electric player there. He's yeah. On, he like broke the assist record last year. He had crazy amount of points. Yeah. So let me look. All right. So I'm looking at his stats right now on hockey DB 62 games played last year. Uh, this past season, 17 goals, 65 assists for 82 points. Um, so, I mean, he didn't even have, he didn't have a 20 goal. He didn't have, he didn't even have 20 goals, but like you said, absolute machine, 82 points, 62 games is legit. And Vegas. So basically the story was Vegas wasn't going to pay him what he wanted. Right. So they were trying to deal him. Um, yeah, Vegas is they They were cap strapped. So they, they didn't, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't reach an agreement with him. They were, he was asking for, I think they, the reports were saying Vegas was offering him like two, two and a half a year. And he wanted at least four. So, they they couldn't come to a deal, so Vegas is like, well, we're not going to you know let him walk. We need to get something for him. So they traded the, his rights to the Devils for, I believe it was a second round pick and a third round pick. Yeah, oh. dude, yeah, and that and you really wanted the Sabers to do this, and I actually agree with you wholeheartedly. This guy, is, they didn't have to give up anybody. They didn't have exactly. to exactly. That's that's the, whole, that's the whole point of it. He's a roster player, twenty seven years old. So I do. I am a little bit skeptical, but I. Th- I don't know, dude. He's obviously a sick player. I've heard really good things about him. You got to give him a chance for a second and a third round pick. It's in, in hockey, dude. That's not really that's not much. And and for he's only, a half million. And he's only asking for a two year contract. If he sucks after two years, then yeah, you're fine. Don't sign him again. It's not like you're signing him for five or six years at like six million. You're 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 signing him for two years. I know four and a half isn't cheap, but it's but he could. But the I think the reward totally outweighs the risk on this if if he is if he if he puts up those numbers that he's been putting up in the khl you just got a steal of a top six forward that you know that you don't have to you know you don't have to develop this guy he's already 27 so he's already like he's already kind of worked out his game he's you're not you're not sitting on potential he is what he is at this point so if he's good great if he's not you move on and it's two years and he fit perfectly into what we need right now you know we need a top six forward and if he sucks then we're still in the same position that we are right now so I don't know why we're not making this we're making this move I know that we we don't have the cap right now that's for sure yeah we're over the cap but we need to make a trade you know uh, we can't start 
12 defensemen on an, on an NHL roster. You know, something's going to have to I know I know that we want to be we want to be solid on the back end because that was a huge weakness last year. And we've made a lot of good moves, I think, to address those issues. You know, Colin Miller that we talked about, bringing in Henry Yokiharu for Alex Nylander. Goodbye. Uh, who else have we brought in? Um, um, I mean, obviously the Montour trade last year. Montour last year, yeah. So, I mean, we're young. We have some puck movers back there now. But something's got to give, man. And I know I'm, I'm just nervous that – Botterill is kind of waiting for this year, and he's not going to try to make a playoff push this year because he knows if you look at the contracts that are coming off the books next year with, you know, you don't have to pay Scandella anymore. He's going to be a UFA, and he makes a big number. You don't have to pay Bogosian anymore after this year, and he makes a big number. Hunwick comes off the books. So there's a lot of money and a lot of bodies that are going to be leaving that back end that are kind of on the older side, and then you could maybe slide in the Yogi Haru because right now, just because of – the players that are on the Sabres roster right now, Yoki Haru is not going to start in the NHL. He's going to go to Rochester. Do you, do you want him in the NHL to start? Well, I don't know, but I just don't think that they're giving him the, the way the, the way the roster is structured right now. I don't think they're giving him an opportunity to, to make the team. Yeah. And the, like you said, I mean, then you have, like you said, the defensemen that are off the books next year. Um, Saboka is also off the books next year. And by the way, I wanted to bring him up. Like you said, the, the whole uh, Gusev thing, um, four and a half million. I mean, Saboka's making three and a half million. Pay this guy one million more, he could potentially be like a like a filthy player. You know what I mean? I mean, so the price and the and the guys that we or the round picks that we had to give up would have made the perfect sense. Um, Shiri's off the books next year. VC. I mean, obviously we're gonna have to try to retain some of these guys, but so yeah, you, you've always been on the train of that. You think Bottle's kind of waiting for next year, and you're not expecting playoffs this year or anything you're just kind of expecting them to make all their moves next year. Well, I, yeah, I think if they, if they don't make a move this year, I really don't. It, yeah. I think it's, he's, he's probably banking on next year and next year, if they don't sign a big name free agent to bolster that top six, what are we waiting for? This is, that's the time where you, you got to make the move because they're going to ha- also, so we also got to have to, we're going to have to pay Reinhardt next year. And we're also going to have to pay Middlestat. And then Darlene's going to be the next year. Well, who's going yeah. to be a max contract? So I know, I know he's probably anticipating a lot, of, a lot of that coming up. So he's, he's waiting for guys to come off the books. But we need, we need another stud forward. But yeah, and, and it, well, dude, it also comes back to all these guys off the books. But right, like right now, going to the season, like, like they're not off the books yet. So what are we going to do with this handful of defensemen? Like there has to be a plan with them. And I mean, I don't. I just don't know. I mean, is the whole wrist alignment thing been just a myth this whole time? Um, I just don't. I don't think they're getting the return that they want. For I, I, I believe that they're definitely active in shopping him or someone else. Maybe they're shopping Bogosian. I don't know. Um, He's like hurt also right now. I think so. That, that's the other thing is they do have a couple guys on the back end that are kind of banged up. So maybe that's why they're keeping keeping hold on the other guys. Yeah, I just think that it's a. If that's the mindset, I don't. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, I mean, man, I'm gonna be so pissed if it's just I, I do want playoffs this year. And I know you've been saying obviously everybody wants playoffs, but you've been saying next year's when everything's gonna kind of come to fruition. We're gonna get these guys off the books. But 
I feel like they can compete this year. So that's why it's pissing me off the most is because they can do something if they just make a couple moves or just take one more step or at least try to make one more step in the right direction because I think this is the year that they can make an impact if they make literally like one or two smaller kind of medium moves. Oh, I don't know about small to medium. I think they need a big fish. And, and I, I, I think they're, they're, they can, they, they definitely can compete this year. If they made that, if they made the trade that everybody's begging for, you're in the camp of saying, if we trade wrist for a top, a top six forward, like a, let's just for humoring sake, like a Nikolai Ehlers from Winnipeg. Yeah, that's who I want. If, if we make that trade, you're saying, okay, we're a playoff team. I don't know if I agree with that, honestly. I'm, I'm saying I, we are. I say, I, I'm saying not necessarily like a top five team in the conference. I'm saying we're like a bubble playoff team, like an eight, eight or seven seed. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I would say maybe we sneak in. But you look at you look at the division this year. It did not get any easier. You still got Tampa, who's going to be sick. Boston is going to be sick. The Leafs are going to be sick. Pencil those in for the top three. F- Florida just got really good. We'll see. I mean, Bobrovsky signed that huge ticket. He, who knows if he's just going to go out. You know, these Russian guys love to spend their money, chill, and have a good time. I mean, let's see if he's going to be the same goalie that he can be or if he's just going to kind of stink again because that's where their problem was last year. But, yeah, I, they, I think they got a little bit better. Carolina's good. Pittsburgh's going to be there. Philly got better. I think a lot of teams in the East got better. So I just think that the Devils, like the Devils are going to be a sleeper team this year. I, I, I don't just think they're a sleeper anymore. I think they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, and absolutely, dude. All of these teams are good. I mean, the NHL now, that's why the NHL is awesome, and it's awesome to watch because there's so much parity in the league. But you look at the Sabres roster, and if they get another top six forward, I think they're good too. Yeah, I just – I think the next season is the year where if Botterill doesn't make a massive move to sign like a Taylor Hall-esque forward – what are you waiting for? This is your window. Like you, you need to capitalize it. Jack Eichel is going to only be here for so long. You know, like this is the window. So um, I'm fine. I guess I'm fine if they don't make a trade this year, but I, I won't be expecting playoffs, but I'm just going to be hammering Botterill next summer. If, if he doesn't, you know, go full throttle with revamping the roster. I agree. And, and it's not even a complete revamp. I don't think it's that. It's just they have a good solid core, but I know what you mean. A, a, a couple high-end guys is what we need. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm honestly going to be pretty pissed, though. If I, this, whole, this whole time, um, I was expecting a trade. I, I just was. I don't know why. And I feel like what the Skinner trade last summer, that kind of came not right away, right? It was an August trade. It was an August trade? Right. Yeah. So – I don't know. It's August 11th right now. So guess we have a little bit more time to see if they make a move. Maybe he likes waiting it out. Maybe he's just trying to make sure he makes the right move. So, but I, I'm going to be honest. I was completely expecting after that first wave of free agency, I was expecting a defenseman to get dealt. Yeah. And I know like, if you ask me right now, what are you more excited for Bill's season or Sabre season? Even though I don't expect playoffs from either team, I would 100% say Sabre season right now. No doubt. Because I just – not to harp on the Bills again, but <laughs> at least the Sabres have some exciting players to watch, and and they have – I don't know. Like they they had that run last you, year. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. And they, they got a lot of new bodies in. 
you know, like, yeah, call me, you know, call me crazy because it's probably not going to happen. But what if what if VZ just like explodes this year and <laughs> and you know puts up twenty five goals? You know, what if Reinhardt has you know, a thirty goal season? I think there's a lot of things. Like middle middle stat is young and he could he could have just been an animal this summer and come in with you know a crazy. I just think that I'm not expecting playoffs, but I think the Sabers are way closer, obviously, than the Bills. So yeah, and it also comes down to. Uh, it all, with the Bills, it always comes down to, like, the Patriots and Tom Brady are still there. So it doesn't really matter. Like, that, that's the one thing I've always had trouble getting over with the Bills and the NFL is, like, you know really in the NFL, for the most part, who's going to be there at the end of the year. The Bills could have looked very good in this first preseason game. They could have looked a lot better. I could have been a lot more excited. But I still know that really in the AFC, it's, like, going to be the Pats and – it's a lot different in hockey. There's a lot more parity. Anything can happen. You see Tampa get out in the first round from a sweep from Columbus. It just seems like the NFL is so much more set, and it's so much harder for me to get up for the Bills because of that reason. I just know who's going to be there at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree with that. I just think that I really, I really wish that I, – I just wish that I saw some from Josh Allen in, that, in this first game so that I could – I could get a little excited like I am for the Sabres. Like there was, he showed flashes last year, but it's just different seeing flashes from him than seeing like flashes from Eichel. Cause like Eichel, Eichel is way more consistent than, than Allen, you know? So yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I I'm definitely more excited for the Sabres this year than the bills, especially knowing that Tom Brady's still there. Belichick's still there. Um, and that we haven't had a quarterback that can consistently move the ball since Jim Kelly. And um, until I see something like that from, from Allen, I'm, I'm just not going to get up for the bills. And until, until Tom Brady retires, you know, I just have, uh, it's just no expectations. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm right there with you, but um, I don't no, know. I'm beating a dead horse. Yeah, exactly. I, just, I was going to say, I think we're beating the dead horse a little bit, but um, it's only week one preseason. So maybe someone will change your mind, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll look, to next week we'll watch that game we'll see if we see any changes um but yeah this episode will be out it's going to be on soundcloud i believe that we're trying to get it on spotify and apple podcasts in the future right now it's not there yet we're still working some things out but this will be on soundcloud so you can go listen on that um so thanks for everybody for listening have a great week and uh also if you have any uh if you listen and you have any um, things that you'd like want to get our opinion on that you can definitely DM us on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter on at one before underscore I die. Um, so you could DM us there and, and talk about anything uh, that, that you want us to discuss on the next, next week's episode or talk about if you have any, you know, differencing opinion on anything that we discussed here. Um, or you could tweet at us with uh, your thoughts on the first preseason game tweeted us about expectations going into the year for the bills uh, or the Sabres, um, you know, tweeted us what you, what you want, any, any, you know, lineup changes, stuff like that. Love, love hearing that kind of things get into discussion. Um, so yeah, expect, expect episodes to be dropping every Monday. We're on SoundCloud right now. And we're like, like Sam said, we're working to get on, on uh, iTunes and Spotify. Cause I know that a lot of people listen to podcasts on those two um, sources. So yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Like we said, bills 
week two preseason this upcoming Friday at Carolina. Um, and so we'll hopefully be back, you know, next next week to discuss that, see if Botterill wakes up and can, you know, make a trade to get the Sabres fans excited again. Um, but other than that, uh, I think it pretty much wraps it up, huh? Yeah, I think each and every fan need to be said. Uh, yeah, one before I die on SoundCloud, one before underscore I die on Twitter. Give us your thoughts and uh, have a great week. And uh, go Bills, go Sabres. Yep.